0: You're listening to another ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business.
1: Now, onto the show. You're listening to the award winning podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, featuring business experts, industry disruptors, game changers, and thought leaders to help you navigate a constantly changing marketplace. Want to build a successful business and become known as an influential voice in your industry? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will show you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross.
0: Welcome to another episode of Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. This is episode 269, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, and become that influential voice in your industry with a podcast. And I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. My guest today says, get up early, outwork others, and stay later. And joining me on today's show is Daniel Blanchard. Daniel is a best-selling and award-winning author. He's a speaker as well as an educator. He's also a father of five, two times junior Olympian wrestler, two times junior junior Olympian wrestling coach, and he's also completed 14 years of college and earned seven degrees. Wow. So who better than to come on the show today and share some specific strategies on how we can become more successful, as well as a myriad of resources to help us create our ideal life. Welcome to the show.
2: Well, thank you, anne Alma. Uh, very happy to be on the show and thank you for that lovely introduction, that was great. And can't wait to share some success secrets with your audience.
0: Yeah, absolutely, fantastic. And of course, as we mentioned in the introduction, you are a two-times junior Olympian wrestler, two-times junior Olympian wrestling coach, and you've got some incredible degrees. Yeah. So when you look back to what you have created over your your career, the span mm-hmm. of your career, you've obviously got great strategies you're going to share with us, but what does success mean to you?
2: Wow, that, uh, that's, a, that's a great question because uh, that definition is different than everybody. Yeah. And I think, you know, I got this little, like, uh, this little acronym that I use and it's called candy, C A N D I, you know, I, not a Y and uh candy stands for constant and never ending deliberate improvement. So in my eyes, like I think the success in my eyes, and I believe the success in everybody's eyes should be, are they doing a little something every day for candy? You know, for constant, never-ending, deliberate improvement. Yeah. And if they're doing a little something every day, even if the results of uh, of that are not showing up yet, I feel that they're successful. You know, mm-hmm. I'm always preaching this to my athletes, my uh, students, and my own children, that when you do these things, you know, you're not going to get like rewarded like tonight, yeah. or tomorrow, or even next Tuesday when you think you really need it. You know, yeah. it's going to it's going to take a little while. Mm-hmm. But if you're doing these little teeny things. It adds up. You know, it builds momentum, it adds up. And at some point you're gonna turn around, whether it's like thirty days, ninety days, a year, or two years later, Mm -hmm. you're gonna turn around and you're gonna go, Wow. (laughs) I can't I can't believe I've gotten here. You know, the 14 years of college, seven degrees. Yeah. Uh, You know, and I know I no way believe that I'm smarter than other people. You know, two time junior Olympian wrestler. You know, I know I no way believe that I'm a better athlete or better wrestler. Than everybody out there, and a two-time junior Olympian wrestling coach, mm-hmm. you know, 20 years as an inner-city teacher, an award-winning educator, award-winning speaker, you know, keynote speaker. I mean, I've done so many amazing things, yeah. and I don't have advantages on other people, Amory. Yeah. I just believe in, I guess, candy. Yeah, you know, I work for I candy. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. and I just, I just work. Yeah. I work, and these little things add up. And over time, I'm able to do some pretty amazing things, Emily. Yeah, I'm and sure. All of, all of us can.
0: Yeah, and I'm glad you said that because, you know, I'm sure over your career, and I've met a lot of people, and I've heard this often said, people will look at someone who has reached a level of success and sometimes say things like, oh, you're so lucky. But if you go mm. behind the scenes and see the years of getting up every morning. And as you said, yeah. I love that quote, get up early, outwork others, stay later. So when you look back yes. over your career and, and to achieve you know those those um, incredible results, which we've mentioned, what did that look like? What were some of the things that you had to commit to to get to, to that? List some of those, because that really is where the work is, isn't
2: it? Oh, absolutely. And let me give you a little backstory on this. When I was uh, probably about eight years old, I started helping my older brother and older sister with their paper before school. So, you know, I was out there at like five in the morning in the dark. Yeah. Our parents were sleeping. It might have been snowing. It might have been raining up here in New England in the States. You know, we get some pretty crazy, pretty harsh weather, right, yeah. uh, in the wintertime. So there I am, seven, eight years old, nine years old, delivering newspaper with my older siblings. And when I was 10 years old, Anne-Marie, I got my own paper room. Wow. So every single morning, my brother would go one way and my sister would go the other way. And I would go another way with my paper room. So to me, it was just a habit of success mm. that I developed of uh, getting up earlier than everybody else. You know, I didn't let the dark scare me. You know, <laughs> I didn't let the cold or the rain or the snow scare me. I didn't let the feeling of being tired, uh, defeat me. You know, I, I just went on. the newspapers had to go through every single day. It's like, you couldn't take a day off from delivering your newspapers. No, you just couldn't. And I did that before school. And that was like the habits of success that I was developing, mm-hmm. you know, at seven, eight, nine. And then on my own mm-hmm. at 10 years old, I was developing those habits of success, but I didn't know it at the time. Yes. You know, and then as I got older, and I got in high school, I started saying, well, how can I use my time even better than I'm using it now? And I said, well, what if instead of like, you know, in the old days we used to push those uh, shopping carts with newspapers in them, and we used to push them down the road and all that stuff. All the newspaper carriers did that. But I was like, what if I put all those newspapers in my uh, newspaper bag and I carried them and ran? I'm like, would that put me, you know, getting an extra running workout in, carrying like weights, because it was like 30 wow. newspapers. Mm-hmm. So carrying weights. So I'm using a great use of my time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm, I'm getting, I'm sneaking in a workout and I'm, and I'm doing two things at once. You know, I'm yeah. up there developing all those habits of success, making some money, and I'm getting a workout in. Yeah. And I got to tell you, and it worked because when I was on that football field or that wrestling mat, and we had to do sprints, and I didn't have to carry newspapers. Wow. There were no sprints. Mm-hmm. I was fast. Mm-hmm. I, I could run. You know what I'm saying? So I got that extra workout, in. and not only was I fast and I could run, but I could run long. Mm-hmm. And I was in great shape on that football field. I was in better shape than most people on that football field. And I was in better shape than most people on the wrestling match. Matches uh, on the wrestling mat. Now, don't, you know, don't get confused and don't think I didn't do other workouts. Mm-hmm. I did do other workouts. But why some kids just did like the football workout only or the wrestling workout only and went home and laid on the couch, you know, at night I went lifting weights and running again and then running in the morning before school, carrying the newspapers. So I had all of, and I did that for years, Mm Emory. So I had all these like success habits going on, um, you know, like in the real world and with sports, but where I did not have it going on yet. Emory was in the classroom, Mm You know, I I was like in a pretty dysfunctional home, you know, rough, rough home, rough neighborhood, rough school and all that stuff. And where I excelled in some areas, I did not know how to carry that over Mm -hmm. into the classroom. And it took me some time. I mean, after high school, I went to the army and I used those same skills of getting up early, outworking others, time managing, using my time wisely to get in more than others. And I did very well in the army. Mm-hmm. And when I got out of the army and went to college, you know, at that point, I guess as a, as a male, it's a little bit different for us, man, mm-hmm. you know, but as a male, I was finally ready to transfer those skills uh, of like uh, sports and like the real world over to the classroom. Mm-hmm. And this, this, uh, this, this young man who you all see sitting in front of you was nothing but a C student in high school. But yet in college, 14 years of college, and I made the dean's list semester after semester after semester after semester. You know, I remember you know scoring 3.98 in grad school by working full time Hmm. and raising five kids. And I was scoring a 3.98 at night going to grad school 45 minutes away. You know what I'm saying? So it was just like, how do you do that? Yes. You know, how do you do that? And a lot of it came down from those habits I learned as a kid that I didn't know I was learning.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: in that paper route and the other things I was doing with getting up earlier than everybody else, out working everybody else, and staying later mm-hmm. than everybody else, you know, working into into the night. I mean, if we do those things, Emory, it's it's wonderful. I mean, I can think right now, I think about wrestling. I mean, I was a little runt. Mm-hmm. and yet somehow I became a real force to be reckoned with just because I did those things yes you know on the wrestling mat. and then I think about when I went to grad school Emory when I went to college you know and then I went to grad school and I got degree after degree after degree and I'm like laughing mm-hmm. and I'm like holy cow I found the formula of success I'm like there are so many people out there smarter than me yeah and have so many more advantages than me. I mean, there are people out there that are not married, raising five kids right now. Um, there are people out there with so much more time than me and smarter than me. Mm-hmm. And yet I'm getting degree after degree after degree and on top of the Dean's list and, and they're not. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I had found a secret and that secret was like effort, working hard, getting up early, mm. <laughs> you know, we're outworking everybody else, staying later or working in the, into the night. And these days I find that absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I
2: took those wrestling skills, those, uh, sports skills, those army skills, uh, in the army, you always get up before everybody else. You know, I was infantry front line foot soldier front line. You know, you always get up early than everybody else. You always outwork everybody else and you always work late into the night. Mm-hmm. You know I'm saying? You have to, when you're on the front line. So I took those skills and those habits that I learned there in college. And I just said, uh, you know, I just said, now, uh, you know, being an author and a lot of this stuff you can do online, Mm -hmm. I mean, you could put your kids to bed, you know, and, and work. Yeah, yeah. I'm you know, saying you could get up, you could get up at four in the morning and work. Yeah,
0: you know, one of the oh, things that yeah. I'd love to ask you because as I'm listening to you share your story, there's something that happened before you took that action, and I think I I saw it especially when you were a child and you were thinking about your paper route, thinking there's got to be a better way, a quicker way, a faster way for me to deliver those papers. Now, something that often precedes action is the mindset, the thought behind that. And, you know, often we hear about people uh, developing or building their muscle of resilience, and a lot of it has to do with mindset. Because if you haven't got the right mindset, the minute you hit an obstacle, and let's face it, we would rather sleep in in some days, and I'm sure you did too, than get up early to do your paper out, or get up early or stay late to do studies, but what was it that you think shifted in your mindset that then allowed you to, to continue moving forward? I'd love you to, to share some insights yeah. here.
2: All right, that's a great question. And again, this happened to me, Emory, when I didn't know it was happening. Yeah. And I look back now and I'm like, how lucky was I? You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. my friends were all in bed sleeping. You know, many of them thought it was insane to be a 10 year old and be up delivering newspapers. Uh, all through the 1980s. Mm-hmm. You know, I was doing that while my friends were sleeping in a nice warm bed. And the beautiful thing is, when you talk about that mindset, I so agree with you. And, and one of the, the beautiful opportunities that I had to develop that mindset was, when I was delivering those newspapers, anne mm-hmm. everybody else was sleeping, like the world was sleeping. Mm-hmm. So I was all alone. For like 45 minutes with nobody to talk to and i'm delivering those newspapers and i spent that entire time thinking visualizing the future i wanted and mind setting or developing setting the table for the way i need to think i thought you know 45 minutes every single morning Every single wow. day, all through the nineteen eighties, no one to talk to, nobody interrupted me. Mm-hmm. I was just lost in my mind about how I was gonna be a state champ wrestler, mm-hmm. state champ football player, and I was gonna do this and I was gonna do that and do this and I was mm-hmm. gonna outward and that was I was in my own mind.
0: Yeah.
2: For a decade.
0: Wow. You know,
2: and I had I had that beautiful time period. When nobody interrupted me, nobody talked to me, and I just kind of got my mind straight.
0: Yeah. That's
2: now, during incredible. that time, the amazing thing is during that time, I didn't get my mind straight on my academic studies, Yeah, you know, but I got my mind straight on everything else. Yes, yes. And my academic studies followed, because I've always believed, anne that I always tell my students, my athletes, but especially my students, because mm. I always work with the troubled kids. Mm. I've been working with the troubled kids for 20 years, and I'm really good at it. You know, and I always tell them, I'm like, you only got to become good at one thing. Yeah. Like what do you like to do? Well, you know, what piques your interest? If you become good at that one thing, then later in life, you can transfer those habits of success Mm -hmm. to other things.
0: Yes. Yeah. Powerful. And you know, back in the 1980s, no one was talking about mindset. No one was talking about visualization, wow. all of that. You know, you were before your time. And what I love yep. about that is how often, even as adults, we have an idea, we have a vision, we have a dream, but we let the inner critic stop us, and we let external critics stop us too, don't we? And so yep. you said you had uninterrupted time, forty-five minutes for ten years, visualizing that, and and. You know, often then and then what happened was that as I said, you know, mindset and and belief precedes action. Because if you didn't believe you had what it takes, you wouldn't have gone and and practiced and ran and and did all of that. What would you yeah. What would you say to someone then that has um you know, that, that wants to do that but continues to find, because sometimes life does get in the way. If, if they have oh, gone yeah. from, being like, like, you know, like the troubled children, from, um, you know, difficult backgrounds and, and family life to try and mm-hmm. switch off all of that noise that's going on so that they can start to focus and change a to a mindset that is going to support them forward. What are some insights you can share here?
2: Well, I would say, I mean, I grew up in one of those homes mm. and, uh, you know, I had that blessing. Of that 45 minutes that like nobody else had um, you know a lot of my a lot of my friends even to my kids today were like dad that must have been terrible to do that and I was like no what a blessing it was yeah. but I realized that kids don't have that opportunity today so what I would say to them is you see this airpiece our kids are always living on um, digital mm. electronics they can put this airpiece in they can find podcast that will set their minds straight and set their minds in a more positive, beneficial way to themselves. They can go on, um, I believe uh, the app is oversight where you could download free eBooks from the public library system. You don't have to spend any money. You know, this is not like uh, the rich have an advantage over you. It doesn't matter if you come from a broken poor home neighborhood or whatever, you got this airpiece in anyways. So you might as well um, upload or download whatever that app of uh, oversight and get into your public library, which I preach about all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, I I always used to go there and take books out. But now I actually do, like, books in my ear. You know what I'm saying? So these kids, they can, uh, you know, by Dr. Carol Dweck, they can listen to the book Mindset. That's a wonderful book by Dr. Carol Dweck. And there's many, many, many more books out there they can listen to. They can listen to mine. Mm -hmm. My book's The Storm. You know, how young men become good men. Uh, there's podcasts everywhere yeah. out yeah. there on different subjects that they could gain knowledge and set their mind straight on what they want to do. Mm. And, you know, and they can visualize. Yeah. There's podcasts and books out there on visualizing. I mean, that's what I did. I spent like 10 years visualizing what I wanted. And like, it almost all came true, mm. you know? Mm. So, I mean, our kids... I say to our kids out there today, I said, I know that you got it tough, um, but there's always been people that have had it tough. Mm-hmm. So I look at today's kids and I say, well, what's what's the medium that our kids are in today? They're in the digital medium with an earpiece in their ear all the time. Mm-hmm. So why not use that? Yeah, you know, you could drown so out powerful. the uh, your mom and dad screaming mm-hmm. around the house at your siblings. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah,
0: you it's could drown
2: powerful. that stuff out, and you mm-hmm. can just. Improve yourself with, you know, you can work toward your candy, yeah. the constant of never a deliberate improvement. Um, it, 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 you can do it. You can do it. And I got to tell you, it's worth doing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been quoted in books uh, saying that, you know, if you think hard work is tough, if you think it weighs on you, effort weighs on you a lot, you should see how much regret mm-hmm. weighs on you down the road. So do the work. Put that airpiece in like you always do kids out there and get your mind straight and do the work and live the strenuous life like Teddy Roosevelt said you were supposed to live yeah <laughs> you know I'm saying you know what I if, love... there, if, you don't, if you don't know Teddy Roosevelt get to know him.
0: yeah I love the message that you're sharing and I think that it is equally as important for children absolutely youth and adults because how many adults are constantly living Uh, Two lives, one that they're doing their day-to-day and another life is wishing that they had the courage to do something else. But you know what? We all are the the creators of our own destiny. Make a different decision. Um, Get out of an environment that's not supporting you. And as you have said, and it's brilliant, you can access so many incredible resources now that are no cost or low cost that you can start to to be really uplifted in that and borrow someone else's strength and courage while you're developing your own. And there's something else that I love the message that you're sharing to children because that you're working with and that's so true for us adults too. So often we focus on what we can't do. And I think when we focus on what we can't do and we look with envy often at what other people are doing and their strengths, we negate the God-given gifts that we have been blessed with, every single one Mm -hmm. of us has got unique talents, don't we? And by looking at others or wishing something, we forget that we've got the ability to, we've got to find out what it is. Speak a bit more about that because I think once people understand that, it opens up that whole world of, you know, maybe it is possible for me, which of course it is. So speak a bit more about this because I think this is powerful.
2: Oh, it definitely is. I got to tell you, I mean, what just popped in my head was, um, gosh, I think about two years ago, I got recruited by an international um, authoring and publishing association Mm -hmm. to be the president of their flagship uh, chapter. And it just happened to be right here in my home state of Connecticut (laughs) in the USA. And Connecticut has the largest one in the whole world is right here. And when I got recruited, you know, I looked at the uh, former president and I, and I, and I looked at the international director and I was, I was like, well, why are you guys recruiting me? And they're like, we're recruiting you because you're fearless. Mm -hmm. And they're like, the stuff you have done is amazing. And they're like, and we want some of you to rub off on our members uh, over Connecticut and hopefully spread out through the U S and throughout the world you know, your fearlessness, um, you know, it's just amazing. I mean, I even look back at my life and go, wow, that's amazing what I've done. Cause absolutely mm-hmm. definitely considering where I've come from. It's like double amazing. But then I think about where I'm going and it's even more amazing. So I'm at like this big Christmas party and they introduce me as the president and most of the people there, I don't even know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm just walking into this thing and they're like, you're it, you know, you're the president. And they introduced me to all the members of this guy that's fearless. And uh, I get up and I give this little speech and I say, I got to be honest with you. I said, I'm not fearless. I go, I feel fear all the time. All the time. And I go, but tell you the truth, I think I'm like more more afraid though, like not to do something. Because I'm afraid of like staying where I am which I always think is not good enough.
0: Yeah,
2: I go, so uh, if, if anything, I'd say, maybe, maybe because I'm always scared, it gives me a lot of opportunities to act courageously. Mm. And I said, so maybe that's more of who I am. I'm the guy that acts courageously. And if I never was afraid or never felt fair, then I wouldn't have that chance mm. to act courageously. And thank God in my life, I get a lot of opportunities you know, to act courageously. And for me, and I'm not saying I'm courageous. I'm just saying I act yes. courageous, yes. you know, and because I act courageous, it gives me so many opportunities to do these fascinating things mm-hmm. that people look at me and they go, wow, do you live a pretty cool life? <laughs> you know, they're like so like amazed at the life I live. And I gotta be honest with you, I kind of am too yes. many times because I act courageous. So now, Emory, with that set, I say this to my students all the time, you know, I work with the students that have been kicked around a lot by this world. Mm. And when I ask them to do things like they won't do it. And I go, listen, I know you're scared. And they're like, no, I'm not. I go, listen, I get that you're feeling fair. And they're like, no, I'm not. And I'm like, you know, they're all trying to be tough guys. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, well, listen, this is awesome. I go, because if you didn't feel fair right now, you wouldn't have a chance right now to act courageous yeah. and i'm like you've been given a gift here it is you have a chance to act courageous will you do it and many times they won't but once in a while they do and then they do a little bit more later yeah. and they do a little bit more later because i keep bringing this up going you have a chance a gift right now to act courageous yeah. and i'm like wouldn't you like yeah. to act courageous wouldn't it be good cool to act courageous right now and and i get my students to do things they thought they could never do. Yeah. You know, it doesn't happen overnight, but I slowly build them up. Mm-hmm. And my authors and publishers that I oversee, my athletes, you know, mm-hmm. um, all the people that I work with, you know, I give them the same opportunities. I just remind them here you have an opportunity to act courageous. Yeah, I love that. Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be awesome to do it? yeah i love that
0: and you know it segues beautifully back in, in in full circle where you think about the time that you spend in training to become that junior olympian wrestler not just once but twice and then going on to become the um, wrestling coach the olympian wrestling coach uh, winner as well it's like it's building a muscle isn't it you don't just mm-hmm. suddenly wake up train and then the next day you're this olympian wrestler you've got to go mm-hmm. day in day out and that's the same with courage as well isn't it it's just taking that step and doing that little thing and then doing it again and doing it again and again and again. Before long, you turn around and you look back and you think, wow, look how far I've come. But you have to take that step, don't you? Yeah. That first no, step no and doubt. then the next step, for sure.
2: No doubt. I, I talk to my students and my athletes and my, uh, the speakers I work with. Um, you know, I'm actually writing a couple of books right now, professional speaking. But I, t- I talk to so- all the different people that I work with. I talk to them all the time about building your courage muscle. Yes. You know, people can visualize building their biceps muscles. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's the same thing. And I do like this curling thing, you know? Yeah. I go, it's the same thing as building those bicep muscles. You build that courage muscle. And I'm like, so you just train your brain. Yeah. You know, you just train your brain because thoughts become things, mm-hmm. you know? And, and you train your brain to think a certain way, to build that, you know, to act courageous and to build that courage muscle. And every time you act courageous, you don't have to be fearless. You don't even have to be courageous. Just act courageous. You know, Mm -hmm. some people say fake it till you make it, but just act courageous. Mm -hmm. And every time you do that, you've just built that courage muscle a little teeny bit more. And Mm -hmm. after a while, you know, when you train your brain and the whole thing with thoughts become things and all that, and you build that courage muscle, after a while, that courage muscle becomes pretty big. And when you're faced with something and you realize that muscles atrophy. If you mm-hmm. stop curling and you decide you're not going to curl for the next six months in the gym that you're not even going to go to the next the gym in the next six months, you know these, these 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 brave boys they can they can face this they can understand this. Your muscles your biceps are going to atrophy they're going to get smaller. Yes. So here you have right now another chance to act courageous. And if you don't act courageous, your courage muscle will atrophy and get smaller. Mm-hmm. Is that what you want? because after all life favors the bold
0: yeah, and the courageous that. yeah yeah
2: so uh, do you want a smaller courage muscle or do you want a bigger courage muscle you have a great opportunity right here to act courageous to keep building that courage muscle up bigger and bigger mm. so why not why not Let's just do-
0: exactly yeah. I have I love a saying I can't remember where I heard it from and uh, I often live this too it's like Feel the fear and do it anyway. Say yes to those opportunities and then you can have a little freak out about it. What did I just say yes to? But you know what? As you step out and do that and then you realise you have stretched yourself, you actually realise that there is real joy in that, you know, because of the fact that you can give yourself a pat on the back and realise yes. that it is possible. You really have no to, doubt. we have to believe that ourselves first. Yep. And once yep. we take like that it. step, it's amazing.
2: I so agree with you, Emory. that just brought to mind a story. Uh, after I wrote my first book, uh, I had this uh, owner of a newspaper who was interviewing me about the book and about myself. And you know he he gave me twenty minutes. He was a very busy man, and he ended up interviewing me for like an hour. Wow. And he got this bigger and bigger and bigger smile Amery in his face. And I was like, "Wow, this is going good. So at the end, he like closes up his notebook and he says, "You know what, Dan?" I'm not going to do this article on you. And I was like, whoa. I was like, what just happened? You know, I'm like, holy cow. And I go, well, can I ask why? And he goes, yeah. He goes, because instead, I'm going to offer you a weekly column. He goes, would you be interested in doing a weekly column? Now, Anne-Marie, I didn't know the first thing about doing a column. Mm. Right away, my heart jumped out of my chest Came back, landed in my throat somewhere, and I was like, a weekly column. I'm like, I'm not even a good writer. I'm like, what am I going to write about? I don't know what to write about. But I hid all these fears inside my body, smiled at him, and I said, that would be awesome. Yeah, let's do it. So he he picked up his bag. He walked out. I drove home, Emory white knuckling my steering wheel, my car going, what the heck did I just do? I don't know how to do a weekly column. How am I going to do a weekly column? But I said, yes. I'm like, why do I always say yes? I, I just, I do. Yeah. And you know what happened? A week later, anne I had my, my first article wow. in the column. You know, my second week, two weeks later, the next one. So now here I am 600 weeks later. Wow. And I actually have 12 columns now. Really? (laughs) That I write.
0: I love it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because you said
0: yes and then white knuckled it all the way home. And that's how it happens, isn't it? That is exactly how it happens. And uh, look, it's been so amazing, Dan. Thank you so much. Now, how can people connect with you? I'm sure they want to get copies of your books, connect with you to find out more. So how best can they do that?
2: Oh, that'd be great, Emory. I'm pretty much everywhere to be honest with you. If you just Google Dan Blanchard author, speaker, educator, I'm all over the place. If you uh you can go to danblanchard.net to get to my website, or you can go to uh, granddaddysecrets.com. That will also get to my website, Google Granddaddy Secrets. Yeah. You'll find me all over there. You know, you go to Amazon, I'm there, I'm on all the social medias, you know, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google Plus, your name, Instagram, Pinterest. I'm everywhere, Emory. You'll have no trouble finding me. Definitely. You get on my website. You also have my um my uh email addresses there. I answer all emails myself. I don't have my assistants answering my emails. I do it myself. You know what I'm saying? So if you wanna email me or whatever, call me, uh, contact me, go for it. You'll find me easily. I'm everywhere. Yeah. So fantastic. Um, I would look forward to talking to your audience, Emory, and I would definitely love to uh you know, do whatever else I can do to add some value and help them, mm-hmm. you know, reach their can yeah, of concept, adding, deliver improvement, and help them become courageous, yeah. or at least act courageous, right?
0: Oh, absolutely. Every single day. Every single day. Well, thanks so much again for coming
2: on the show. Thank you, Anne Marie. And uh, hopefully we can do it again soon. Yeah, absolutely.
1: You've Good. been listening to the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out, be heard influence want to influence real change with your own podcast access our free podcast training including our no cost and low cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training that's podcastingwithpurposecom forward slash mini training